what I would give them instead of giving them at cars, cars at 16, you know, I'm giving them business. You get a hot dog stand, you get a hot dog stand. Or you get a pizza stand, you get a burger stand. When my sons are 16, they get in business. We're going to jump them right into understanding how to create their own wealth, right? That way, when they're, when they're 16, 17, they don't have to go to a job they don't like. They can hate their own business. If they're smart enough and I'll teach them how to delegate, they can find a little boy who need a job and they can make the money while their yep. classmates works for their pizza stand. family welcome to another episode of the fatherhood village podcast the official home for proud fathers and mentors i go by the name of dale holloway you know i'm with the boy kev hick what's happening with you man oh man i'm chilling brother no complaints word word hey we on to another season man this season two episode 21 how you feeling man we, we moving along i'm feeling good you know we ain't quit that's my goal for everything I do is just not to quit. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm pretty proud that we still at it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun, man. Uh, the first season, like I said, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, I include ourselves because if we look back and hear the first few episodes, we like, man, we was just trying to figure it out. It don't even, yeah. it don't sound nothing like this episode, but that's, that's the beauty of, of the growth. The development, man. Um, I think what we're doing is is phenomenal. It's great. We're getting a lot of good reception, good feedback, a lot of people sharing and adding to the conversation and enjoying the content. And like I said, it's it's giving back. It's we wanted to, you know, thrive and, and help and and you know put people in a in a good, you know, mindset and, and mind state as as fathers, as mentors, and continue to drive home these these subjects, these topics that we speak of, man. So it's, it's going well, man. It's going really well. All right, Dale. So before we continue, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Let's get checked. Listen, fellas, low testosterone can cause muscle loss, erectile dysfunction, reduce sex drive, fatigue, obesity, and symptoms of depression. So if you're having trouble making gains at the gym, putting it down in the bedroom, maintaining adequate energy levels, staying lean, having mood issues, you could in fact have low testosterone. I can say from experience that Let's Get Checked makes getting tested easy with next day delivery. You just receive your test, send it off, and get your results in two to five days. Get your testosterone levels checked today at trylgc.com forward slash TFV. Again, that's trylgc.com forward slash TFV. The coupon code TFV gets you 30% off in the checkout. As men and as leaders, we gotta be fully functional out here. The array of home health test kits available from Let's Get Checked makes staying on top of your health easy. So check it out, guys. The link's in the description. Now let's get back into this conversation. But yeah, man, moving along. This episode for the, for the second season, we're starting off with financial literacy. And it's going to be three bullets we're going to bring to surface here. Uh, one being what holds us back from financial freedoms? 
And the second being, what are our current financial habits? And we'll wrap it all up with, what are we teaching our children about money? So to begin this, this, this episode with what's holding us back, what's, what's preventing us from achieving this level of success financially, um, debt, debt's a big one. It, it crushes a lot of people's hopes um, for, you know, bigger aspirations and living the quote unquote American dream. Um, low wages, salaries, people not earning quite enough that they would love or could use, you know what I mean? To, to do a lot with, especially when it comes to um, providing more for your family, the, the life that you desire for, for you and your kids, uh, not budgeting, spending frivolously, um, you know, information that we weren't privy to while we were growing up, maybe because, you know, we weren't, we weren't that interested in, in, in money. Uh, our parents didn't really introduce, introduce us to things like this early on. Um, we just weren't good with money. <laughs> it kind of just flowed through our fingers. So, yeah, man, so Kev, kind of talk to me about what are some of the experiences that you experiences that you had maybe with, you know, having a, having a setback or things that prevented you from climbing that financial ladder? Well, I think a few things uh, hold us back um, culturally, but on an individual basis from financial freedom. First, you know, these types of conversations about financial literacy, right? I didn't hear the term financial literacy until my, I was, you know, well into my adulthood. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the problem is that it's not a narrative that we have to even deal with or, or, um, or, or measure as kids, as adolescent young people. Um, we find out that we don't have it one day when we look around and people have outpaced us. Uh, so, you know, that's one. Not knowing people who had money, not knowing people who knew how to deal with money, not knowing people who managed their money well. Every adult I know is broke or at least, you know, as a child, every adult I knew was broke. You know, uh, I've had to create a circle very strategically as an adult of people who, you know, are smarter than me and, and can, can um, you know, guide me, you know, financially and in other ways and, and have wisdom that I don't have because we realize how, how, uh, how stunted some of our experiences are when we just deal in the bubble of maybe our families, our immediate families or, or the area that we lived in. So as a people, um, what holds us back generally is, is what we see you can only dream as, as big and as far and as wide as you've witnessed someone else, uh, you know, get to. And um, we, we don't dream and we don't, we don't know, we don't have knowledge and we don't know what we don't know. So it's a complete ignorance that holds us back the most. That's the most, um, that's the most impactful uh, reason and the most, the most heavy reason that we don't have the financial freedom. Uh, sometimes culturally is that bit. There's so much ignorance. There's just so much not knowing what we don't know. Uh, mm -hmm. that it really it, it really creates a, a handicap for us, you know, to start from the back and not have an idea about how to get to the front. Um, specifically, uh, what held us back, me, uh, you know, mom not having a whole lot, <clears throat> um, you know, not, not having money for college, not even wanting to take a loan out because, you know, where would I, have, I, where would I have met a person who could repay a loan the size that you would need to borrow for college? Mm -hmm. Right. So even though 
in theory, I could get a job and repay that loan. It just looks like in, a, in an astronomical amount of money that I would never be able to have access to, let alone pay it to go to school when I don't know those jobs because they don't have those jobs in my area. And I don't know anybody who's getting hired for those jobs because the people I know who do those jobs don't look like me. Right. Yeah. So there are a whole lot of institutional things that uh, we're trying to, um, you know, join. And there are a whole lot of institutions that, you know, the work, the work institution, the school institution, uh, the religious institutions, all of these things that we, we, we witness and we see and we try to take part in, but we're starting from a handicap and, um, we don't always know how to insert ourselves in a way that, that best moves us forward toward our own goals. Because again, as an individual, I didn't know anybody who had uh, money. I didn't know anybody who had degrees. I didn't know anybody who had been where I wanted to go. Uh, and not knowing what I don't know, not knowing um, you know, how I could help myself and where I could find those financial resources, those knowledge resources or wisdom resources uh, created a huge, a huge uh, deficit in, in my first few steps and the, the, the progress I made as an adult early on. Yeah, definitely. Yes, sir. Cause my mom, I think, so she, she did pretty, pretty good on the basics. She obviously what a lot of parents teach early on saving, right? Just put your money away. Don't touch it. Um, you know, and I'm like safe, but specifically for what? So she'll kind of reply with, you know, you want to get a house, you want to get a nice car. Um, Shit you didn't care about at the time. Yeah, or like save <laughs> for a vacation or something. I was just like, I mean, okay, you kind of buy it a little bit as a kid, like, all right, I mean, that's gonna take a whole lot of saving, but okay, you know. Um, but other than, so my mom, she really made a point with real estate. I will give her that as, as far as a vehicle for investment. She did say, I, I believe I was in ninth grade. She said, real estate is something I should look more into as I get older, buy a duplex, rent the other side out, you live in the other, and that's, you know, potential continuous income to help you pay that that property off or whatever. So I, I that, that I kept in my mind because she was the first one to introduce me to that. I didn't really hear about that any from anybody else. So I was like, okay, okay, that seems smart. Um, but other than that, just, um, you know, as far as investments, <clears throat> other than that, as far as investments, like stocks, bonds, money markets, saving for retirement, IRA, I didn't, like you said, I didn't hear about financial literacy mm -hmm. until I was much older. Yeah. And, you know, at that time, like you're just, you're still not quite right with your money. Cause I know I didn't fucked off some money. You know what I mean? Right, like I right. had it, spent it on things I can't even remember. I no longer have now, you know, so. And then, like I said, I believe that if you don't learn the basics, the fundamentals early. Yeah. You know, that same kid is going to have those same negative habits as they get older. So if they come up on some money, a little life insurance or a settlement, or you just, however you get, you know, this lump sum of money, it's good as gone in most cases. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's not managed correctly. If you don't have people that's, that's trusted with that money, you know, it's going to be gone, man. I didn't seen it. Yeah. I didn't witnessed it. I've, I've done it firsthand, yeah. you know, a couple times. So, that that taught me some some valuable lessons and you know it 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 lingers in your mind 
like, man, I'm not going to do it again. Like, or at least not like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, absolutely. So, uh, um, I've, I've never seen an adult, you know, as a child handle money well. I've never seen one financially sound decision. And, you know, not just shit on my family and the adults in my family, but they know they don't know, know how to handle no money. If, if, if a person in my family has $7 in their pocket, that was enough for a pack of cigarettes and a 40 ounce. And they were going to spend that last three damn pennies on the pack. Of, they would. They would I, I've watched them go on the couch for the pack of cigarettes and the 40 ounce, right? There wasn't even no saving. It, you know, um, you, you got the whole save your money, save your money. Everybody, everybody says that, but then she, you know, backed it up and fortified it with like, all right, now this is what you do with the money. Mm-hmm. They would say save your money, but I never even witnessed that. So I was saving my money just so, you know, uh, you know, I would have it for buying toys or, or candy or something like that. So even though I was saving my money, I was saving as a consumer because all I seen was consumption, right? We're, we're first yeah. trained to be consumers. The biggest, the biggest um, barrier to our financial freedom is, is us being trained as consumers and, and instead of producers. Um, right. And if you're in a consumer society and you are a big consumer, you are the average of the people around you. And, you know, whether or not you're consuming drugs, alcohol, or candy, you still spend all your money, the last little bit of money you get on consuming because that's what you think money is for. You don't understand that money is an investment for the future. Money fortifies your future. Money helps your life experience and your, and your life um, quality of life. You don't get the, 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 the real value of what money can do for you especially when you start talking about looking forward to being a father and, and all of these things as a young man, all you see is people spending every dollar that they get and then asking mm. you for a few dollars as a child. Hell, I was loaning out money as a child when I did have a couple of dollars. I remember, you know, certain family members coming up to me, Hey, Hey, can I get that $2? You know, oh, adults, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've lent adults $2 as a child yeah. more times Same than here. I remember yeah so it just wasn't a thing that that was uh taught and and culturally uh it's not a thing that's taught and i think that that needs to become a part of if not the school system uh excuse me uh and i think that that needs to become part of if not the school system um our our uh, personal culture just like we have the police talk we need to be having the finance talk and not just save your money from some for some nondescript rainy day but no save your money so that when you're old enough to have an investment account you can put your money in this um, investment account and you can get some paper assets and you can take advantage of your youth and compound interest right mm-hmm. save your money because you can retire at 45 instead of 65 if you do it right save yeah. your money because you can buy your first house at 30 with, with um, almost no help from the bank, right? Save your money mm-hmm. if you want the, the type of life you see these you know, rappers and entertainers uh, living. Like you can have that if you do right with your money. And don't just save your money, but save it and then make your money you know, work for it. You know, make your money do, do flips, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some yeah. other things that you can, you can do and uh, uh, you know, not to get ahead of our point, but um, you know, it's definitely um, uh, culturally gonna have to be addressed where just like we talk about the police, just like we talk about racism and, and train our families up and uh, about their awareness of things that's going on around them. We have to train that financial awareness into them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, you brought up a good point and the idea of the culture and what's being put in front of our children, or at least being displayed, disseminated mass media wise, 
the hip hop videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. Was the image, the imagery there and just, there's no self-discipline with money on, in them videos. No, no, <laughs> you know what don't. I mean? No, yeah, they throwing it, they they in the <laughs> strip club, like this everything yeah. we do not need to expose yeah. our children to, that's all they doing. They got the yeah. money here, you know, on they on they face, like it's a phone. Um, they you know, spending money on all these lavish items and luxury items and jewelry, cars. Just before and then, yeah, and it's like it's not teaching them they're they're glorifying money, okay. But what is that money helping them do? What is it? How are they using bank, it? Bank strippers. Bank yeah. Video vixens. So now Which they need a wad. Yeah, they need a wad of cash, a bottle of liquor, <clears throat> a, a nice outfit in a in a fly car to be accepted into the culture to to you know replicate success. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that's what we had to pull them away from. Like you said, the culture has to change um, yeah. dr dramat dramatically. So, but yeah, leading into our next subject, which kind of flows right into, you know, the direction we were moving. What are our, <laughs> gotta make sure I say that right, uh, current financial habits. What are we doing right now as men, as fathers, as leaders to set the standard to, um, you know, set forth the guidance that our children need, even at an early age. So what are, what are we displaying as men right now? I'm gonna start with you, Kev. Um, I think the, the one very consistent habit I have now, because I realized how ignorant I had been in, in you know, um, previous years was, you know, I've, I've made studying money, finance and, and wealth, uh, kind of a full-time hobby. Uh, I want my sons to see me, you know, studying money, see me paying attention to the numbers, see me, you know, growing my knowledge on, on, you know, investments and business and, and, you know, uh, retirement accounts and, and money management for the brothers listening. Uh, if you don't have a long enough attention span for this uh, conversation, but you're still listening now, if you have it and you do have money issues, please go pick up the book, the richest man in Babylon. It's very mm -hmm. simple. It gives you a lot of game uh, in a very simple language, but it's it's, an, it's a priceless book for a person who doesn't have a financial education base. Uh, but with that said, like I said, I, I've I've done a lot of uh, reading, a lot of books on finance. Uh, Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover was a, a good book. It was real instrumental in getting me off the golf course, out of my brand new car, back into a place where I could control more of my finances because it, at a time many years ago I got to a place where I was kind of living above my means because I had it I had the yeah. money to afford those you know um, those liabilities but I didn't realize the difference between an asset and a liability right right you get right. financial education right um, spending all your money on assets and you ain't got two dollars to rub together at the end of the month but you got a brand mm. new car and you're living on whole four of a golf course doesn't make yeah, any yeah. sense Right. But those are the things that you do when you come from nothing and you're trying to you, you try to feel like you made it. You go buy the things that people who made it have. Mm -hmm. Right. Not realizing that they have assets that make money and cash flow and then pay for those liabilities, not the other way around. Um, so uh, one of the bigger concepts in the, in the book, uh, The Richest Man in Babylon, that I picked up is um, make your money make money. Right. You always mm -hmm. be flipping your money. Right. And you don't spend your money's kids. You spend your money's grandkids and great grandkids, metaphorically speaking. So um, that's that's investing, you know, paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, 
you know, um, uh, other um, uh, angel investments, things like that. Uh, mm -hmm. There are ways to, once you save your money and you get a lump sum, you know, take it over here and uh, let that money grow. And you can let your money grow at, a, at an interest rate uh, far, far surpassing the natural inflation rate of uh, mm -hmm. what averages out to be about 2%. So if you can get 10% of your money and inflation is 2%, you still make 8% of your money, even though money's inflated 2% every year, right? Mm -hmm. There are ways to multiply your income over time and compound your money. Right. Yeah. And as you multiply your money, then you can really make big decisions with it. It's not like, well, can I buy a car with the money? It's like, can I buy a house? Do I want to buy a house? Do I want to buy an income property? What do I want to do with this money? What I want to do for me, uh, you know, personally, is I'm trying to acquire enough money to start buying a few businesses. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, and we're trying to acquire enough money right now that we want to buy a house and we want a good enough down payment. You know, there are great financial strategies to do that with low or no money down. But, you know, I, I've, I'm very comfortable with the plan we have, but it's because I'm financially responsible. I've grown into a person who's financially responsible that I have a good chunk of money saved and I'm on pace to make a lot more money and save that because for the last couple of years, for every dollar I've saved, I've invested a dollar. I didn't get that from no book. That's just my personal rule. For every gotcha. dollar I save, I invest a dollar. So if I make $3, I spend $1, I save $1 and I invest $1. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm keeping two out of every $3 I get. Right. Ultimately that helps that rolls your money over because I'm investing money. So my money's making money and I'm saving money because I need liquid cash. I need cash available. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to mess with the investment because the investment compounds. So I, I just think, um, you know, not to get too, too technical uh, overall uh, I've, I've learned to do the things that people who have had money for a long time, and held on to wealth for a long time are doing to hold on to their wealth and multiply their wealth. Uh, you can read Robert Kiyosaki, The Richest Man in Babylon, The, million, the Millionaire Next Door. There are a lot of uh, financial resources for people who want to learn money, who don't want to dig into the, to the uh, specifics and, and the, the, uh, uh, the technicalities of it all, but want to understand the concepts and get excited about something. So, um, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a great one too to read. So I started there and then I started trying to apply the concepts of Dave Ramsey and all of these other authors that know about money to my life. And as I've done it every year, I'm, I'm uh, richer and richer for it. Not that I'm a rich man, but I'm, I'm not broke anymore and I haven't borrowed $20 in some time, you know. <laughs> you, you, they borrow that gas money, hey, bro, you man, I need some gas. You got, you got $20, man. I haven't had that conversation with nobody in, in over 10 years. So, you yeah. know. That's because I've been picking them books up and applying those concepts to my life. And that's where we have to start. Yeah, exactly. Picking up the game, um, reading. I've done that myself. Uh, a lot of audio books I've listened to. One being Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, you know, that was very, like you said, instrumental to getting the ball rolling, getting the wheels turning and becoming more financially aware of your situation. Um, but yeah, like it's just, you have to introduce that to yourself and you have to want to achieve more. You got to be sick of doing the same old shit that's gotten you nowhere, no mm -hmm. progress at all. And that's what we had to be about. We had to be about stepping up the game, going further um, and, and applying new principles um, better principles than when, when we were growing up, you know? Yeah. So, um, 
but yeah, like myself, I like I said, I used to buy the J's, you know what I mean? When we was first getting out of high school. You you, you was fresh. You hey, was fresh. that was that was something that was a bad it was it was, you know, it was being young, your judgment was off. You, you know, you wanted to kind of, you know, you're trying to see, you know, what works with, you know, your appearance and all that stuff. And you want to attract the ladies and do all these things. But, you know, I sold all, I sold all but one. Like I had like 30 pair of J's and Nikes. Now I sold all those. I got all those off. I'm like, these got to go. You know, that's when I first, when our uh, Charday was born. I'm like, I'm getting all these off. So I became, you know, more frugal with my spending um, as I got older, especially as a father, I became more, uh, more thrifty, you know, when I shop, like I wasn't really big on getting the, you know, the, the latest and greatest. And, you know, as far as what new sneaker was out, I was worried about comfortability. You know what I mean? Just some plain white, this plain black, that go with everything. Um, you know, I shot less and less for myself. And so uh, I began to kind of reform the way I use my money. Uh, that was pretty much the first things I did, aside from having side hustles. You know, I wanted yeah. to make money on the side. And that's multiple streams of income, multiple streams right. of income. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm chasing seven. I got about four or five right now. Um, and, I, I and just, yeah. I think I just hit seven. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So that's, that's where I'm trying to be. Um, but yeah, man, just understanding what I'm doing, my money, setting budgets, setting limits. Um, you know, like I said, learning about how I can protect my money. How can I invest reading and, and learning about stocks and, and how to trade and, you know, the values of the stocks and just listen to all the lingo and, you know, just being involved with it and speaking with other people, that's at work, that's into it. You know, we, we speak in the same language. You know, you gotta get around, like you said, those those people that's thinking alike, that's thinking ahead, progressive thinkers. Um, and they wanna do better than where they are currently, their status right yeah. now. So that all started to change, especially being in the Air Force. Um, you know, I think I think I, I switched up, like a big switch that was probably around 2015, 2016, I think my whole life and just the way I thought, uh, you know, my whole thinking process changed. So, but yeah, man, just put money in like high interest saving accounts, um, life insurance with cash value, you know, um, all kind of stuff, man. And just lowering, lowering my expenditures uh, as far as what I needed. I like, I live, you know, well within my means now, like far less. I mean, I'm not like a miser, where I just like crabbing like a, you know, crawl like a rabbit hole and just don't do shit. And we living in the projects or in a trailer just to, you know, amount some, you know, amass some type of wealth. But, you know, I, I see with, with, with clearer vision now what I Damn. want my future to look like and the steps that I need to take in order for, you know, me to reach that. So, um, but yeah, man, like I, I'm like I said, we had uh, plenty of conversation and we got to continue that about, about uh, assets and uh, how to establish wealth and generational wealth because mm-hmm. it basically starts with us right now. This is, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause we didn't have any type of inheritance or, you know, any type of uh, an estate left for us. And, and if we did, even back in those days, most of that money would be gone. 
you know. Yeah, because so, because the person it, who leaves the estate is in heavy, heavy debt. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, and that's another thing. I just been ridding myself of debt, clearing all kind of space for that, and and putting money away for the kids because uh, I want them to either have a a set amount when they're 18 to either go into a college institution. Um, get a trade, start a business, like have those options. Yeah, I'm not pressing you to right. go to school. If you go get some education, then I may not be at a college institution right away, or you can do some online and while you do your business on the side, it's going to be some other available options. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, so moving, moving forth, what are we teaching our children about money? Where are we starting them? Is it, when is, when is too soon? Sooner the better. Where where are we at with that? I think um, as you, we all know our kids, man, and you know my kid's five, you know six. He just turned six, you know, and his attention span is of a six year old. There's nothing special about his attention span, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> in time, and uh, he, he pays attention to money because he understands that if he saves his money, he can go and he can go to uh, the grocery store and pick up some toys when we go to the grocery store. So. He's aware of money now that more, more so than he used to be. Um, what I plan to teach my sons is, uh, you know, kind of the rule I, I've stuck with. And again, I, I didn't get it from a book or whatever, but I just, I found it to be easy enough. If you start there is that, you know, every, th- every third dollar is an investment dollar. Every second dollar is a saving dollar. And every first dollar is yours to spend how you want. And if you keep your expenditures low, uh, you can actually live on 33%. You don't have to live on seven, you know, like the richest man in Babylon outlines that, you know, you never live on uh, more than seven, uh, seven uh, of 10 pennies. Right. Mm. And so the first seven you, you pay for your, you pay for your expenditures, the second two you, you pay your debts with. And the last penny is always yours. Right. And the more pennies you can give yourself first, pay yourself first um, is the, is the first thing. And I want to make sure I teach my sons that you always pay yourself and you pay yourself investment funds and you pay yourself savings funds, right? We normally just hear about savings, but I found that in investing for every dollar that I save and saving for every dollar that I invest, my wealth is almost doubled in no time. Like mm-hmm. it's insane how much money you can save in a mass while one's growing at an exponential uh, rate due to high interest uh, investments uh, or, or high uh, yield investments. And then the other one is just sitting in a bank ready for you to spend if you need to. And when you don't need it, you can dump that into the investment account too. If you, if the market's good, you know, you yeah. always have liquid assets. I'm going to teach my sons to um, create an, an, an uh, a cash flowing asset uh, to pay for any liability or any possession that they might want. Right. So for like, I want to buy a new house. We want a lot of house too, you know, in uh, the Midwest for half a million dollars, you can get a giant ass house mm-hmm. and, and we want a half a million dollar house. So, um, you know, I, I have, I have a plan to get that half a million dollar house. Right. But for, for my sons, you know, as they grow older, you know, I want them to have that, you know, as an inheritance. Uh, but what I would give them instead of giving them at cars, cars at 16, you know, I'm going to give them business. You get a hot dog stand, you get a hot dog stand. Or you get a pizza stand, you get a burger stand. When my sons are 16, they get in business. We're going to jump them right into understanding how to create their own wealth, right? That way, when they're, when they're 16, 17, they don't have to go to a job they don't like. They can hate their own business. If they're smart enough and I'll teach them how to delegate, they can find a little boy who need a job and they can make the money while their yep. classmates works for their pizza stand. Right? So like, 
I'm, I'm trying to start them off early with ownership because ownership is a thing that culturally we have not gotten uh, the grip of, right? We see people and we like, oh man, they got it. Right? We look at Diddy, we look at all these basically retired rappers that have gone on to own great things, but you don't have to be a retired rapper or an ex-drug dealer to, to, to learn the art of ownership early and take advantage of it, right? And so for me, I'm, I'm gonna teach my sons ownership. I'm gonna teach them investing. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna teach them, um, you know, obviously what, what I learn uh, and wh whatever wisdom I amass in real estate, really I just want them to be able to live the lives that they want. And I need to, uh, I need to teach them and explain to them that in order to have whatever it is they want in their life, they need to be financially free from someone else putting a ceiling on what they own. Right. If you, they, if, if I teach you that you create your ceiling and that you decide, well, to, for me to have the life I want, I need to make this much. Then in, immediately your plan is to go do whatever it takes to get that much. Right. And if I give you the the game of, of what type of business is amassed that type of wealth, what type of money moves amassed that type of wealth as a father, I've done my job, but if all I give you is advice and I can't give you no examples and I can't show yeah. you with examples and, and you can't look around and see anything, any sign or any, any signal that I know what the hell I'm talking about. If I don't have it first, then how would you ever believe me? The problem is everybody yeah. that I know was broke was trying to tell me what to do with my money. Why the hell would you know what your broke ass? You just asked me for $2. Mm. I'm six and I just gave you $2. What you telling me? What you talking about, right? You don't get no respect for that. So as a father, it's very important for me to become the thing, the picture of, of wealth that I need, that when I say something about money, my, my sons are like, well, uh, you know, he got the money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> proof is in the pudding. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding. You can't, you can't, talk, you can't talk that money stuff and be riding around in no hoopty. You know what I'm saying? Nah. You, you, got to, you got to have it in your pocket. And you got to have it on your mind. And when they see that example, it's when they click. idol. Yeah. yeah. That's why our sons are running around here dancing after these uh these rappers and all these people because they have something that they haven't witnessed from you, which is wealth, which is yeah. uh financial freedom. Yeah. Um and I need to be the picture of that. So as a father, that's my responsibility. But those are the concepts I'm gonna teach them. Awesome. Hell yeah. I applaud that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you're right, like you said, whatever they see that epitomizes success, whether it be negatively or not you know what i mean that's in the forefront of their mind that's what they're going to see re repeatedly they're going to think that's the only way or this you know to be rich you got to be in the entertainment industry you know you you got to tell jokes like just just things that you know that we see too much of i believe they we haven't uncovered the as far as if you look at the wealthiest individuals on earth they don't, they not hooping, you know what I mean? No. They not rapping. So we got to explain, like I said, and expose them to what wealth really is, you know, clear examples of what wealth is. Um, and like I said, first and foremost, we're the, the primary example of that. Like you Absolutely. said, we can't just drop jewels and, you know, we're not directly linked to what we're preaching. Mm -hmm. So like I said, we got to get that validity and, and, and make those steps and, and make those things happen now. Take those required steps. So um, I've, I've started Charday with learning the, the basic idea of what money is. Like we'll look at YouTube videos uh, can, you know, about the, the stages and, and origins of money and, mm. and how things were traded, you know, 
many centuries ago. So she's learning, okay, this is a tool to acquire, you know, potentially assets or liabilities, you know, that, you know, don't serve a, a purpose of, you know, uh, uh, investment. So like I said, we breaking it down and simplifying it. So when she sees money, she said, Hey, you know, the first thing she looks at when she sees a dollar bill is like, okay, well, how can I get another dollar bill? She's not really worried about, okay, what can I spend this dollar bill on? You know what I mean? Like what's going to, what's going to attract another dollar bill? You know, how can I, you know, say for something bigger, uh, that's going to help me down the road. So like I said, I don't want to give her too much right now. Cause like you said, the attention span, you working right. with about 10 seconds, get your 10 right. seconds in this. That's you cut off. Anything after that, they ain't got that. Uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, just starting with the tidbits, um, counting money, recognizing, going through the coins, just breaking it all down, simplifying it. Um, go ahead. You also have to tie it exactly. You also have to tie it directly to what they want, mm -hmm. right? So whatever thing or, or dream your son or daughter might have for their life, or even as a five or six-year-old for their day, if you can tie the value of money management to the thing that they directly are, are seeking or desiring, they listen a little bit longer, mm -hmm. right? So let's say today my, my son wants to be a fireman, right? Well, you understand, son, that a fireman might make this amount of money, but you don't want to be a fireman old and slow, right? So you mm -hmm. don't want to be a fireman. You need to retire at this age if you want to enjoy your years because you can't run from fires as an old man. And sometimes we don't get to re retire as, as early as we want to. So, you know, yeah. just what you want to do with your money so that you can enjoy the years of fireman and then you can back away and go back to the desk work and be a chief or something. You know, mm -hmm. like you, you always have to tie it to exactly what they want. Well, um, my son might want to be a musician. Well, you have to have financial independence to be a musician because musicians don't always make money off of their art, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to have these businesses on the side. You need to be a businessman who loves music, who does music full time, but it's because your businesses pay your life expenses. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you want to be a soccer player, but you're not really playing pro soccer. That's cool. You can join all the AAU or extra soccer leagues you want to play <laughs> as long as you, you running your business right. You want to mm -hmm. do karate? Karate is your passion. Uh, you know, fighting, whatever. That's cool. But why don't you get your lifestyle over here? And that way, it clears the way for you to do whatever you want with your life. I want my sons to have room to chase their dreams. But in order for them to chase their dreams, whatever those dreams are, they have to have money. They have to have financial education. And they have to have financial stability. Yeah. Facts. Valuable. Valuable, man. So, but yeah. Keeping that, keeping that ball rolling and every day, like I said, if you don't add to your palette of financial literacy every day, you lose it. Yeah. Every day is a chance to, to add on to uh, what you previously have been taught the day prior. So uh, excellent, man. Thanks for sharing that, Kev. Um, like I said, we don't want to keep this, this episode too long. We'll probably continue this on a part two um, later down the road, but as always, continue this conversation. What are you teaching your kids? What are you showing your children? Think about that. Continue to do what you're doing, you know, right now and, and, and push the game forward. We appreciate all of our supporters, all of our 
audience for, for listening, for tuning in, for sharing, for being a part of the Fatherhood Village. We, we really appreciate you guys and uh, continue to rock with us. Continue to rock with us. Hey, it's your Fatherhood Village podcast host, Dale Holloway and Kev Hick. Peace and love. Peace and love, baby.